up, mamas? It's Tanika Ray. I was a television host for 20 years before my entire life blew up when I had a baby. Shifting gears from red carpets to a gig called mom required a whole new game plan. The carefree, globe-trotting boss babe me was suddenly in search of a mommy tribe to help me navigate the inevitable fumbles and fails of raising a kid. Mama Stay with Tanika Ray is a sanctuary for the mommy collective, where we amplify our self-love and self-care, trade tips on raising conscious kids, help each other fine-tune our boundaries, and celebrate the highs while forgiving ourselves for the lows in the wild, 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 wild world of mommying AF. Welcome to Mama's Day with Tanika Ray. Once again, we are bringing an incredible mom to the mic. Last Friday was World Earth Day or International Mother Earth Day. So I want to stay with this grounded, salt of the earth, spiritual mama, bringing her to the table. Once again, it's another mom who I just connected with through social media. And just like my suspicions, she was exactly what I thought she'd be when we were finally able to connect for our podcast conversation. Please welcome to the mic, Aisha Brightwell. Now, She's was a supermodel club kid turned supermom. We have so many things in common. Not only is she a single mom who co-parents with her daughter's father, but her past quite literally dictates what kind of a mom she is. She was an it girl. She was on magazine covers and commercials. She dated superstars. You can just Google her and find out what superstars she dated. She's traveled the world for modeling gigs and walked runways all over the world. All of this has informed her how to pour into her child. And just like her mama, her child is quite the model and actress herself. She's off to a pretty dang good start. I'm obsessed with her daughter, Legend Pearl. We actually have the same birthday, so I feel very special. But quite literally, our children really do reflect us. And when we have amazing kids, you can pretty much point your finger at the mom and go, the mom's probably pretty amazing too. Aisha, of course, is not just a mom. She's also the jewelry designer and artist, founder, creator of EBJ Gallery, which is the arm for her creativity. She has incredible earrings that have gone viral. She has celebrity clients like Misa Hilton, Tracy Ellis Ross, Missy Elliott, Carrie Champion, Sweetie, Lizzo, the list goes on and on. This mama has figured out how to not only pour into her child, but also keep her artistic expression alive and well, and a good way to make a living. We honor you and all the things that you do. Please welcome to the mic, Aisha Brightwell. Gorge. I love your hair. Thank you. I am. I'm telling you, I watched this girl. This She is like a curl goddess on Instagram. And she's like trained me because I have very fine hair. Yeah. So 
she's helping me to like use and it's long it's not cut in a curl cut so it's it draw it draws my curl down yeah. but she does these videos where she shows you especially if you have fine hair how to make your curls pop that's her name curl pop oh yeah i follow her yes she's amazing she is amazing and i really would love it if she could cut my hair one day that's the goal <laughs> but <laughs> what i'm really good at I'm good at some things, but I love, I'm really good at feeling people's energy. I'm really good at looking at my, curating my Instagram feed to only people that I feel are like-minded. I don't want shenanigans in my brain space, okay? And so I think I first discovered you through, come on, your unbelievable daughter. Pretty amazing, yeah. Miss Pearl, just a picture. And I was like, who is that? I get goosebumps thinking about her. Well, first of all, we share a birthday, so she's super special. Yes. (laughs) But tell me, I want to hear all about your mommy journey, because what I also know now about you is you've been in the business for a while. Of course, you're gorgeous. So you were a model. Of course, you've been in these streets and you were in a Justin Timberlake or an Usher. Girl, you had some things (laughs) on your resume. Break it down for me who you were pre-baby. And then how it shifted you. Ooh, okay. Pre-baby, I was on the scenes, I guess you would say. I was in New York City. I, I'm going to say club kid, but I wasn't really a kid. I graduated from college first. I played basketball for UNLV. Oh, cool. Yes. I paid my whole way through college playing basketball. So once I graduated UNLV, I moved to New York to begin modeling again. And I was on the club scene. You know, my best friends are club owners, are were promoters back then. And I was just a club kid. I loved to dance. I loved energy. I loved to be out with my friends, yes. laughing, having the best time. That's just okay. always been. Pause. Cause yes. now I need deets. What clubs? Cause you know, I, I still have a 917 number. So, you know, <laughs> yes. what clubs and circa what year? Circa 2001, two. In between there, I moved to New York from Las Vegas. I was in New York for two years. Then I moved to LA and I was in a relationship for two years. Then I moved back to New York for a few years and then back to LA with my daughter's father. And then I had my daughter in 2009 and I moved back to New York when she was nine months old. Yes, as a single mother. Okay, mama. Yeah, my daughter's godfather is Richie Akiba, who is one of was up and down. I mean, you name it. He's the king of New York when it comes to club life. Yeah. If you've got Richie Akiva on your cell phone, you're in every club, honey. You are in VIP. So yeah, you were doing it. Legends Godfather. So, you know, we're together quite a bit. But yes, so that was my life before Legend. I waited until I was 31 to have a kid. Good for you. Yeah, which it was she wasn't exactly planned, but it was, I was planned on waiting. I never wanted to have kids young. I, like I said, I wanted to live. I wanted to do all the things. I traveled the world and did all of those things first, which I do those things with her as well. So I love it. But I waited until I was 31 and I felt ready. I felt like, okay, I can do this. And, and honestly to say, I can do this by myself. If I, you know, I didn't plan on doing it that way, but that's just how it kind of turned out. And I was okay with that. I was like, I got this. It was, there were scary times, believe me. (laughs) And I could never have done it without my tribe, for sure. They made it possible. I think that's a really powerful note. And and look, I am a single mom. I do that in quotes. 
but my tribe is insane. I, I would never say that my experience is a true single mom experience because those are women I bow down to who don't have any reprieve. They have no space for breath. And that is a whole other burden that I could never relate to. So shout out to all the true, true single moms. We're kind of single adjacent when we have tribes and aunties and godfathers. Absolutely. You know, and I, like I say, I couldn't have done it. I had to travel with work. I had to travel to Europe. I've had to, you know, all over the world, Africa. And, and I couldn't have my mom, I would say like, she has been priceless. She lives here in New York. So, you know, and my mother, from the time legend, we moved back here for the first five years of legend's life. My mom's the general manager, but a restaurant Richie's. Yes. So it was like legend's second home, you know, like yeah. she, I have pictures of her too, walking to tables, sitting people at their tables, you know? So she grew up in that restaurant environment, but everybody at the restaurant was like, here, legend, you do this, you do that. So, you know, and I had girlfriends, I had an, another best friend who he is Renee Mantilla and he's a hat designer and he has he would pick her up from school. And, you know, if I was working and he'd take her wherever he was going on runs with him. You know? I love it. So, yes. I just, you know, my girlfriends, my parents who live in Indiana, if I had to go, I had to shoot a, a huge shoot in St. Lucia and I dropped legend off the, with them. And then I flew to St. Lucia from there, you know, and we just made it work. That's what mommies have to do when we have jobs. It's like, okay, great. You're going to fly me first class. Well, you can transfer that first class into two regular and go to Indiana first and take, uh, trust me, I've been in these, I've, I've done it. It's what you need to do. Being legend's mother feels like. Feels like being a phenomenal, powerful, strong black woman. You have a white mom. Yes. When did you realize that you were a black woman? Oh, from the time I was, I can remember. From the time I can remember, I even wrote a post about this recently that said, yes, my mother is white and my father is black, but make no mistake, I am a strong black woman. And I was raised, even, even my mother would tell me, you know, as a white woman, she'd say, you know, and my father, when you go out into the world, you're going to be seen as a black woman. They're not going to say, oh, well, she's half white or she's, it doesn't matter. You carry yourself as a strong black woman and that's what you will be seen as and should be treated as. Through school, I would see so-and-so was her best friend, best friend. And I had to like break that down. I'm like, these are not, you, not everybody's going to be your best friend. And I know you may want it that way, but that's not going to be the case. So she went through some bullying things early on. And when I tell you, she's a tough kid. She's a tough cookie, um, but she's still a to any kid, it's hurtful, especially, you know, she got bullied for being too light, you know, and they were like, you're not black, you know, and she's like, of course I am, you know, what are you talking about? She didn't even get it, you know, and I was like, and my mother's white, so my mother would pick her up and that would make it even worse, you know, see, we told you you weren't black. So, you know, and I'm like, okay, so now you understand these aren't your friends, like, it only takes one time. And so I think she just built up this strength in her and she, she got it quickly. It didn't take long. And she was like, okay, you know, I know who I can trust or who my friends are. And I know what friends say and what friends don't say, whether they're joking or not. And I think those are lessons she learned quickly. Uh, and I'm so thankful for that because it took me a long time. Well, yeah. But if you have a mom who's like, you see one plus one equals two, babe. 
and I've already had to have the discussion with my daughter at like six, five. Nyla's, yeah. Yeah, it's like, whoa, if your friends aren't giving you joy, if your friends aren't making you smile, then they're yes. not friends, period. If they're not uplifting you. And, and you have to, mind you, you have to do the same for them. Right. You have to be a good friend to have good friends. Good on our babies that they can adapt quickly. Yes. And I, I do think it's such an incredible moment for moms to understand that you can tell your kids about the ugly side of people because it's right. real. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. Not only is it real, but it gives kids something to latch onto when they're learning these lessons. So it's not just be careful. They may not be your friends, which is kind of in the air. But there's a reason why, you know, when there's other people that come along who aren't your friends because it looks like this, 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 and yes, this. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And I love how she's a volleyball player like you were a basketball player. She got that honest. <laughs> I know, I know. And it's like, you know, we try, or at least I try. I try to let her be her. I was raised, and I'm sure you probably, in a different time, and there wasn't all of this, oh, let a kid be free, let a kid be who they are. There was none of that, not in my home. My father was extremely strict and I was raised to be extremely humble. And I've said this before, almost to a fault, to where it was like, I didn't want to shine too bright. I didn't want to make anybody, you know, it was like, get out of the mirror. God can take all of that away. And yes, you know, I get all of that. But it's like, I'm supposed to shine. God made me this way. And me shining helps and lets others know that they can also shine in their light, whatever that may be. It was a problem for me. Humble to a fault. Me too. What is that? I guess it's our parents protecting us. But what it did was, well, I'll speak for myself. What it did was it taught me how to be small. It taught me how to play small. Me too. Yes, me too. We don't want our babies to learn that. Like you're not better than anybody else. That's what I was, you know, and and, and me shining doesn't mean that I'm saying I'm better than, than anybody else. It just means I'm great in who God made me, not comparing myself with anyone else. Yes. I yeah. mean, look, I, I don't in any way say parenting's easy because it's hard. It's, and even though we have so many more tools than our parents, we're still yeah. going to fuck up. Our oh, kids are sure. still, sure. going to yeah. still be in the therapy chair like, and my mama, like... <laughs> It just, it's, and it's always it the moms. It's always the moms. The dads are barely around. They they show up with <laughs> gifts and they're perfect. Whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're right. I was very adamant when having a child as to not put that on her. Whereas I still raise her to be humble. You know, you're not better than anybody, but you are a bright light. And there's only one of you. And God made you so bright. You can change the world by just being you, you know, and she gets that and she feels it. And she, and I see it in her and I, I I admire it so much. Like, ah, and she knows that she knows that I admire those things in her. And I just, you know, I'm learning from her. I am learning how to be that from her. I always say, what would I have been like if I'd had a mom like me? I would be my daughter. Oh, yeah. She's so unapologetic in her life. Yes. Oh, I love that about them. I love that. Like, 
I find myself apologizing and I'm working on that. I'm, I'm much better than I used to be. But I think back like apologizing for just being me at times, you know, or or shining too bright. I had a I had an ex-boyfriend who we were going to dinner. I was taking him to dinner for his birthday for something. I think it might have been the Rainbow Room. And so it was very special. And we looked amazing. And this older white woman came up to us and she says to me, you may be one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. And he said, well, what about me? No child. (laughs) I'm like, honey, that is so not cute. And it almost, I almost pulled in, like, let me pull myself down. Let me. And I'm like, Lord, that is what I do not want for myself. Or, and this is before I had a child. So but, you know, it's situations like that where I know and for her or for me now, the me now would be completely the response would be completely different. And for that, I'm grateful. You I know, mean, the, the growth has happened there. It's amazing. One of my favorite quotes now, and I thank Instagram for teaching me about myself every day is I can't just settle for anything. My daughter's watching. My daughter's watching. Wow. Yes. I know. Oh, yes. Which is why I haven't been in a right relationship in like five years. I'm like, look at you. What are you talking about? You haven't dated in five years? No, it's so sad. It is sad. Not to say I haven't dated, but nothing serious. But I couldn't even tell you last time I've been on a date. I think you get comfortable in that. It's as of recently that I, I told a friend of mine the other day, like, I think I'm ready to date again. And then it's like to decipher and to even one date, I'm like, oh, that's a whole night. <laughs> one date and you're like, oh, that's why I love being home. <laughs> that's why. Yes. It's like, so true. Ooh. And I yeah, think of New of York. I think of New York as the best place to find men. The best. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know. I think also... When I'm in a relationship, I, I give a lot of myself. It's just who I am. And I don't have that to give right now and haven't had it, you know, as a mom, as like, and my kid's active and she's here and she's still modeling and she's playing volleyball and she's into everything at school and she does leadership programs and like, she's in all these things. And I'm like, that's where my time is. That's where I need to be. If something comes along or I happen to meet somebody or God brings somebody in my life, so be it. But I'm not out there looking. I'm not on any dating sites. I'm not running around, you know, hanging out, trying to find a man, looking for a man on Instagram, DMs, trying to find no. not my MO. It's just not, I'm not there. So every time I every time somebody says, I mean, you know, they're gonna be in the DMs, okay? They're gonna, just gonna be yes. yeah. then you look at them, you're like, are you out your goddamn mind? Are you fucking crazy? Or somebody that you've known 20 years. I'm like, really? Really? Like, come on. <laughs> Instagram made you hella brave, bruh. Right? <laughs> you get hella brave on that keyboard. <laughs> we got to dig into that because you supermodel. You've done the back and forth LA, New York. You're raising this beautiful light. And you yes. also have a business. To be able to carve the time out for that creativity is so important. Look, this is another thing. I used to have a jewelry line. I found so much joy in making jewelry. But for me, that time was in the middle of the night, which is It's tricky. I've had this for six years. Tricky. And I'm telling you, it is. Because that's once she falls asleep, 
I, I saw one of your questions was, what do you do when you know you your first five minutes alone? It's silence. I don't want to hear anything. <laughs> it is silence. Now, mind you, I listen to music more than I watch TV, but I don't even want to hear music at that point. I just want some silence. And then I begin working, you know, where I can focus and I can be creative. Then I turn my music on and and then I go to work. But it's like I find myself at four in the morning wrapping up. I love creating in the middle of the night. That oh, was me too. I love being up in the middle of the night. Me too. I'm a night owl. Girl. <laughs> And then I come alive in the nighttime. (laughs) Yes. Yes, To the night. Yes. Now being a mom, it's impossible. It's impossible to be up all night, even, even though you're creative and you're talking to God and I just have a whole world, but now you've got to get your shit together, be up so you can help your kids get up, give them breakfast or whatever. You still have, you can't be asleep, right? That's not a good mommy move. I know. No matter how independent your child is. Yeah, even even though she's independent, I still need to be up and alert and, you know, kissing her goodbye, telling her how to have the best day and all of my, you know, affirmations and all of those things. I have to be alert. My office is in my home and glory be to God. My business has done very well and it's, I've had quite a celebrity following and, and so the orders come in and come in and come in. And I'm the only one that I trust with making my product. I'm just OCD like that, you know? I get it. And you're such an Aquarian to me, even though you're not, but I get it. And, and, and also there's so much joy in creating something from scratch and like it's in your hand. Now, are you one of those artists that like plans out what you're going to make or is it spontaneous? No, it's spontaneous. Yes, it's spontaneous. Yes. And, I mean, I have on my website, probably a hundred different styles of earrings. And there are about five that people order the most. So after making my thousand thousandth pair of bamboos, it's a little bit like, okay, time for something else. So then I, you know, I did the sneakers and I made two pair of sneakers and I was like, oh my God, I love this. So it's really spontaneous there. It's, I come up with things and I'm the type, like I don't sketch things out. I make them and I try to see how that looks. And then I make, take them apart and remake them. And it's been my creative outlet that I looked for for so long. You know, I was creative in other ways, but nothing like this. Honey, I so get it. My earrings have recently been on, I'm going to say the past two seasons of Blackish with Tracy Ellis Ross. Yes, she's always wearing these. She's wearing the heart. She's wearing the bamboos. And it's just been such a blessing. You know, Michelle Cole, the costume designer for Blackish, for Grownish. She orders earrings. My niece Destiny was working on Blackish and she brought some in and Michelle loved them. And it's just been a growing relationship since. And it's, it's such a blessing. And I love creating. And then seeing my work on this show, is like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. As you know. Tell people the name of your company. It's EBJ Gallery. EBJ, Isha Brightwell Jewelry Gallery. And the reason that we, I did that is because I knew that I was going to go beyond jewelry. So at first it started as Isha Brightwell Jewelry. And then I was like, I'm going to do so much more. And the sneakers came about, which Misa Hilton was the first one to have me do a pair of sneakers. And I did a pair for Rhapsody and they did amazing. And she kept bringing me in. I just did a pair, two pair for City Girls recently for the BT Award. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to get to the (laughs) questions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Five must-have non-negotiables with your child. Don't know that I have 
five. The, the number one is, I will say, is lying. There's no need for it. We don't do it. I don't lie to you. You ask me questions. I'm extremely honest, you know, and I, res- I expect that same respect back. You don't have to lie to me about schoolwork. You don't have to lie to me about anything, where you're going, what you're doing, who you like, any of these things, because I've always not even just accepted, wanted and influenced you to be who you are. So it will never be unacceptable to me for you to tell me this is who I am, or this is who I like, or this is what I want to do, or this is where I want to go. None of that. And I've always influenced that or, or let you know how important that is to be you. So you don't ever have to lie to me about anything and anything you tell me, we can work it out. If you lie to me, we can't work that out. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Yes. I love that one. Yeah. Love so, it. I mean, that's the top of the list for me because everything else, you know, things are going to happen. Like I said, I expect for her to be her. I expect for her to be a kid. I expect for her. I don't expect for her to be perfect by any means, but there's no reason in the world for you to lie to me. Not me. That is a huge one because that builds such a, a transparent communication. It's like, I might discipline you, but you know, you ha- I'm always here for you. I'm never exactly. going to betray you or leave you or say yeah. you're not good enough for me. And I think growing up, I was raised in such a fear-based home that, (laughs) that I lied because I was afraid to tell the truth. And while, yes, she may, I'm not even going to say fear me, but she knows I'm mom. At the end of the day, yes, we can have this great friendship, but I'm mom first always and know this. You're never going to be disrespectful and lying is a form of disrespect. But I think I just grew up differently where I was like, I don't, I don't want her to fear me to where she feels like she can't be who she is or tell me things because she's afraid of my reaction or that she's going to be in, going to be in trouble. It, that's powerful. Oh my God. That's my driving force every day. Growing up in a fear-based home is so, oh, it's exhausting. It's sad. It's... You never, I, you never feel like you're enough or doing right or... Never. Yeah. It's, I'm still working through it. <laughs> Me too, obviously. <laughs> but what I realized was having a child, I don't care what they think anymore. And right. for me, raising my child in a free home has been all the messages I've been trying to tell my parents indirectly. I don't have to work hard. I can just be like, look at my child. Yep. Same. Oh, same exact. My dad respects it. My mom respects it. My stepmother, they respect it. They respect, they always tell me how much they admire the parent that I am and they are proud of the parent that I am. Last question I'm throwing in before we have to go. I love talking to you so much. Co-parenting is, yeah, that's right, exhale. I can only only speak from my personal experience. Of course. And co-parenting for me has been easy because I have made it where I make the decisions. I am like, this is home. This is here. I do give him the respect of, you know, certain big decisions. I'll call him and, and we're friends. You know, we haven't been together since she was nine months. So there's no nothing there. We talk about his situations, his girlfriends, whatever he may have going really? on. Oh, we're, when I say we're way past, we're way past. And, and I thank God because she gets to see that, you know, she didn't get to see the tough times because she was such a baby. She didn't get to see the, the anger, the bitterness that was all long gone before she could really feel the energy of us. 
So I've made it where I, I don't ask like permission for things. I don't, you know, I don't really go over certain things. Yes. Like I said, big things, I will give him that respect because we're cool. We get along, but this is my home and I, I run it the way that I see fit. And it, we're, we think a lot alike on a lot of things. He lets her, he's, he lets her be her and be free. He's not, you know, controlling in any way. So co-parenting's been pretty easy for me. For me. God bless you. It's gotten, yeah, it's, I'm a single mom and I'm, I, this is my, and he lives on the West coast. I live in New York and he lives in LA. So yeah, that's also made it easier. You know, if he lived in New York, it would be great now, but in the past, it may not have been so great. Oh, poor, poor legend. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, that, I hate that it makes it, that's I hard. I hate it for her. Yes. Because, and they do have a close relationship. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, okay. you know, they do. But the distance is horrible. You know, I hate it for her. She gets to go spend summers, you know, a couple of weeks in the summers with him. He comes here. We go there. If I'm working in L.A., I take her with me. So she gets her time in. But it's not easy. I wish they could see each other every day, you know? Yeah. Oh, wow. I know what that means. I know what, you know, I have an amazing father. And it's no matter, told you my issues with growing up, no matter how strict he was and how hard on me he was, he's a dope man like he's my everything you know and I'm glad that she has a great father and she can call him up and she can talk to him about anything but I do wish they were in each other's lives every day you never know how that'll change you never oh, know. yeah I, I wish that for her as well because same no matter what complications my dad is like my hero he's everything and you're so blessed same here even though my child's father picks her up for school every day mm-hmm. and a boss I'm yeah. the boss. <laughs> I'll make the decisions and I may not even consult him, sister, because. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. I make the decisions. Yeah. Same. We're queen of this queendom over here. So because yes. he trusts that I'm going to use my best judgment and my best judgment is for legend's best interest. It ha- always has legend's best interest in mind. Even if it's something that doesn't sit well with me, if it's for the betterment of her, that's the decision I'm going to make. Thank you so much. Much love to you and I love. Oh, that was too much fun. Thank you so much, Aisha, for coming on Mama's Day and for sharing your energy, and all the good vibes. I definitely see you, sis. And never forget, you guys can reach out to us and let us know what you think about these episodes at mamastaywithtanikaray at gmail.com. You can get up in my DMs. <laughs> I check them out at Tanika Ray on Instagram. And I want to give a shout out, obviously, every single week to Jenny Media for holding my hand through this process and for producing the heck out of my episodes. Thank you so much. All right, mamas, we are having a beautiful spring. Let's keep it rolling. Make sure you are always taking care of your health. Make sure you're always taking care of your spirit. And most importantly, you're doing a damn good job, mama. (laughs) Bitch, you're doing a good job. Uh, Shout out to Destiny, our favorite mommy guru on Insta. Much love, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for hanging out, mama. I know how little time we have in our day to honor ourselves, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Make sure you click like, rate, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you think about today's show and what you want to hear going forward. Remember, 
mommying is a gift and you're doing a kick-ass job. So, woosah and mama stay. Mama stay.